Welcome back to the show, everyone. You've got Justin here, and today I'm going to be going over things about money, and we all like money, so let's get into it. Now, a few things before I get too far into it, I want to mention a couple things. First of all, this is the 40th episode of my podcast. I just want to kind of mark that for a second. I'll probably do it again once I hit 50, but I think it is absolutely incredible that I've already made 40 of these things. It seems like the last 40 days have gone by pretty quickly, and uh, this is really fun to do, and I'd really recommend that people start doing this, and they start talking, and they start um, just kind of getting their word out there. If you want to do that, but you're not really sure where to start, uh, try to get a hold of me somehow. I always leave uh, social links and stuff like that in the description. If you really try, you're going to be able to find some way to get a hold of me. And I might consider bringing you on as a guest to this podcast. Also, if you have the Anchor app, you can send in voice messages that I can plug right into the episodes and stuff like that. So it'd be really cool if you guys wanted to do things of that nature. So I feel great. I feel awesome that I've survived 40 days of doing this every day and always coming up with new things to talk about. Although that's starting to get a little harder, I'm not going to lie. So also, if you guys would send in on my Instagram, on my email, on Facebook, wherever, Give me questions and ideas and things to talk about. I will talk about them without a problem. Okay, there's no overload yet of things to come, so send them in early while you have the chance, and I will make sure to include your questions and such in future episodes. Also, the other thing I want to get through real quick is I want to tell you about Flipboard like I have been telling you about for the past few episodes. All right, so the real plan today is to talk about money, and there's a lot of different ways you can talk about money. You can talk about the economy, you can talk about budgeting, you can talk about finance, the stock market, all sorts of things like that. Okay, today I'm going to focus a little bit more on the uh, budgeting and uh, what it actually means to use your money. And I kind of just want to stress the point that you don't actually have to physically spend money in order to be losing money, okay? There are other things that are costing you money that you might not realize are costing you money just because they are not directly costing you money. And I'm going on a complete like tangent today. I have nothing written down, which I usually do. I usually have a notebook right in front of me with uh, points to hit and stuff like that. But I'm just going to kind of ramble about finances and things of that nature really quick. So let me uh, just kind of lay out the stage and give the typical scenario which I know does not go for anyone. It really doesn't actually go for any one particular person because everybody is so different. But the just like the cliche, you know, stereotyped kind of uh, situation that we picture is that you have a job, you work eight hours a day for five days a week, so for 40 hours a week, that gives you some amount of money per hour or per year that you then just get to do whatever you want with and you decide what you do with it. And that's the way it goes. You spend it on vacations and you spend it on food and you spend it on the bills and you spend it on uh, pets and whatever else you decide to throw your money into. Okay. That is the typical way. And I'm going to talk about how these typical families should be budgeting for uh, themselves, for whatever, and how you can lose your money without realizing you're losing your money. And the first and foremost way that I want to go over, I'm not going to save the best for last today, is by not showing up to work. Okay. If you have a part-time job or a full-time job where you get paid by the hour and you decide to call in sick, you are losing money. Okay. You are, I I think of it as spending money. Technically it's not spending money because you're not taking money that you have and handing it over to someone else. But I consider it spending money. If I uh, miss my job, if I work at Walmart, 
which at the time of recording this, that is where I'm employed. I'm a cashier at Walmart. And um, I were to miss a day of work because I got scheduled and I want to call in sick or I want to go do something. And I just say, I'm going to take today off. I'm losing out on somewhere from 80 to 100 bucks just by not going to work that day. Especially if I, you're one of these people that does this and you call off and you call in sick so that you can go do something else. It's costing you a lot more money than it needs to. Not in the sense that things are good, the, the plans that you have are going to be more expensive, but in the sense that you are losing out on money that was put right in front of you and that you had the opportunity to get and you did not take it. Okay. Missing out on opportunities to gain money, in my mind, is a form of spending money or at least a form of losing money. Okay. If you really want more money that badly, then don't pass up on opportunities to get it. That means go to work when you're scheduled to work. Use your days off for your free time because you're going to get two days off a week in virtually any job at least. And then that's when you can go do your things. Okay. So if you want to go to a concert or you want to go do this and you're scheduled to work that day and you think, oh, I'll just take an extra day off this week, that concert where the tickets cost you I don't buy concert tickets a lot. I go to very lame concerts. The tickets usually cost 40, 50 bucks. But let's say I, I'm going to a concert. The tickets cost me 50 bucks. But I have to, uh, first of all, I have to drive there. So that's going to cost me, let's say, $20 in gas. And so I'm up to 70 bucks. Let's say I, I skip work in order to be able to make it. That's going to be another 80 to 100. So let's just say 90 bucks that I'm going to be missing out on in order to go to this concert. So all of a sudden, this concert that you're telling me was worth $50 to go to because the ticket cost $50. Plus, you're going to have to get food. You're going to have to get this, that, and the other on the way. So you, you, there's the $50 ticket. Then there's the $20 for gas. So we'll say that that's 70 bucks. Then there's the 90 bucks that you're missing from skipping out on your workday. So there's 160 bucks. Let's say you spend... $10 on food, it's $170. All of a sudden, the price of this concert went through the roof. And this is where people start to lose track of their finances is because they don't really understand their own personal cash inflows and outflows, okay? They, they, they think about one or the other, and they never think about them at the same time or how they affect each other. They just think of how their cash is coming in or how their cash is going out. So when you skip work, you don't really think so much about how that affects the inflow of your cash. You just think about how it doesn't affect the outflow of your cash. But the inflow is actually more important if we're going to consider them, one of them, to be more important. So that's that's my spiel on skipping work. I hate when people take sick days when they're not really sick. I'm not saying I don't do it. I've done it once in a while. And I, I, I feel it's perfectly necessary to actually call out those days that you really are sick and or really, really, really don't feel like going. And I know we don't feel like going to work any day, but you know what I mean? There are certain days you wake up and you're just like extra super not feeling it that day. And to uh, use to use those uh, times or whatever for your sick days instead of just thinking, you know, oh, I want to go to the to the baseball game on this day with my friends. So, you know, I'll just I'll just do it. But um, if you're if you're missing out on work, first of all, too, another thing is is that a lot of times I see people taking days off of work to go stu- do stuff like that, like a like a game or something that's in the evening. You can work all day and still do that. There's no reason you have to take off work a lot of the times from what I see in order to go do the thing. So that is one way that you could be missing out on money that you don't think you're missing out on. Another thing 
that just kind of popped into my head because, like I said, I'm going off of whatever comes to the top of my head today is the uh, the whole overdrafting thing. I don't, I've never firsthand experienced this. I don't know of many people that have, but I do remember the uh, banker specifically telling this, telling me this the first time I opened up my own bank account, and uh, they talk about these overdraft fees. Okay, and it's like, I guess today's episode really the theme is turning a cost to you into a much higher cost than it needs to be because you don't understand what you're doing. Okay. And he said, overdrafting is not good. Overdrafting, if you don't already know, is when you basically just spend money uh, from your bank account, from a debit card that's linked to a bank account that doesn't have that amount of money in it. So if you have like 47 cents in your bank account and you go to McDonald's and buy a cheeseburger for two bucks, you're going, well, actually, I think cheeseburgers are a dollar now. Someone's going to come at me for that. But um, whatever the case may be, if it's over a dollar or even if it is a dollar, you're going to overdraft your account because you do not have the money. And then the bank is going to hit you with an overdraft fee, which will be something like 30 or 40 bucks. And all of a sudden, your one or two dollar cheeseburger just became somewhere from a like 35 to 45 dollar cheeseburger. And I don't think that much money is worth it for a cheeseburger. Some people might. Some really bad, the price is right contestants might think that that's the appropriate price from uh, for a cheeseburger, but or some really stupid rich people that never actually had to make their own money. But in the end, uh, 30 to 40 to $50 is overpriced for a cheeseburger. So if you don't learn anything else from the episode today, understand that if you've ever paid 50 bucks for a cheeseburger, you overpaid. Okay, so that's just another example, though, of you not knowing what you're doing, getting in the way of how uh, financially well off you are. Okay, and I think this is now, I also want to be clear here there's a difference between uh, losing money because you don't know what you're doing and losing money because you know what's happening. You just choose not to do it. Okay, if you're for some reason in or undisciplined enough to know that you're about to overdraft your account, but you decide, eh, I'm just going to do it anyway. It's not that big a deal. I have a paycheck coming soon. That's that's your own fault. Well, I mean, all of this is your own fault, but that's like really just, you can't put it on anybody else because you're just choosing to be an idiot in that situation okay and this goes you got to watch out with everything with the bank and the credit card companies uh interest rates get a lot of people uh uh, certain businesses just get a lot of people for uh that's not even that that if anything is not your fault that would be the way to argue is uh restaurants and car dealerships uh just the way they're set up like not real businesses with the uh, tipping for restaurants and with the oh gosh the car dealerships i can't even get into but that would be examples of times your money's really just being taken from you at that point. Not understanding taxation, not understanding the penalties that come with uh, ATMs. There are ATM fees, and a lot of people don't know this either. But a lot of uh, ATMs, d- depending on your bank and all that, will uh, people know that there's a fee when you use an ATM that's not with your bank. And everybody seems to know that. What a lot of people that I've noticed don't know is that there's usually two fees that come with that because people will think, oh, well, my bank will charge me $3 to use someone else's ATM, et cetera, et cetera. What happens is that your bank charges you $3 
the bank of the ATM you're using charges you $2, and then you're getting hit with $5 fees that you don't realize is missing. And then if you're really avidly using the ATM, first of all, you probably have enough money that that's not making much of a difference to you, but you'll start noticing that this extra 2 or $3 is getting uh, taken out of your account every time. You'll start wondering where your money went, and I'll tell you where it went, right to each of the banks. That's where your money's going. That's how banks make money. They don't just hold it. They charge interest. They give you fees and all things of the sort. So I guess my overall message of the episode today is to just understand what the heck it is that you are doing on your uh, finances, with your finances. Uh, When you have money, learn how to budget a little bit and understand that uh, you have you have cash inflows and you have cash outflows. I know I'm making this sound too much like a business. I know that might sound like my weird techno babble to you if you don't know what cash flows is. It's really simple. There's money coming into your account and there's money going out of your account. And when you're making decisions in your life, if you're concerned with your finances, because someone's going to also come at me and say, oh, money isn't everything. I, I need to enjoy my life. And it, whatever. It's like, you you say money isn't everything as an excuse to go like spend absurd amounts of it on alcohol. And I guess my rebuttal is alcohol isn't everything. I don't know. Just don't come at me with money isn't everything. It's really one of the biggest parts of your life and nothing that you're uh, combating the argument of money isn't everything with is nearly as important as money actually is. So uh, I forget where I was going with that. Just understand you know, how all the decisions in your life are going to affect both the inflow and the outflow of your account, the money coming into your account and the money going out. If you skip days at work, your next paycheck is going to be less. If you have a part-time seasonal or even full-time job in some situations where you're not salaried, that's the way that that is going to work. Understand if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur that every decision you make for the rest of your life is going to uh, have some sort of effect on your cash flow. And that's that's really up in the air. And that's why not that many people become entrepreneurs because it sounds so glorious. It sounds like you get to be rich and it sounds like you get to not do much and you just get to boss other people around. And that's not the case at all. The uh, The case is uh, people say that they like to become entrepreneurs so that they can work for themselves or so that they don't have a boss. The reality is when you're an entrepreneur or you're a top exec, especially owner of a business, then you are working for your customers and you're working for your employees. It's really not like you're just free from all things. You get to not show up whenever you don't want to and things of that nature. You really have to work a lot harder for, and it's a lot riskier of work and you don't really have any consistency with your pay. Oftentimes the way that we see it, the uh, entrepreneur or the business owner does make a good majority of the money, but that's just because they're at the top of the food chain and they eat last. So whatever passes through all the other levels and makes it to the top is retained. So if you have tons and tons and tons and tons of money coming through, then there's going to be more left after it's been filtered out by your employees, by your costs, by your inventory, whatever. And that's what you get to keep. If you're just starting a business, this is where it gets tricky. And I talked about this in a different episode and you're just starting a business that you're only making you know, enough to keep your business alive. That means as an entrepreneur, you're not making any money because all the money has to go into costs and salaries and that kind of thing first. And then it comes to you. So that it's a time thing. And you have to go a long time without getting paid when you start a business because you need to get things rolling before you actually start reaping these big 
huge benefits. So understand your finances. Let's start getting a little bit better of an example of how money works. Um, uh, get a hold of me with anything you want me to talk about or any uh, rebuttals you might have to anything I've said of the podcast. I would be absolutely willing to answer anything or discuss anything with just about any of you, anybody that wants to be on. So yeah, we'll figure out how to do stuff like that later on. I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this episode up here. I think I did a pretty good job uh, going off on a tangent today, but that's not to do my own horn or anything. I don't want to sound weird. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and or download this podcast on podcasting platforms. And I was about to tell you about YouTube, but that's my other podcast that's on YouTube. This one is not. So that means you're on a podcasting platform. So make sure you engage with it in whatever way you can on the platform. Some platforms allow you to like, some platforms only allow you to subscribe, whatever it is, engage, download, subscribe, do all that stuff. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff. I'll leave a couple links down in the description below this or usernames, handles, whatever it is. And I'm going to see you guys tomorrow.